Elizabeth Murray is a gardener and an artist from the Monterey Bay area in California. She volunteered nearly a year of her life to help restore the gardens that Impressionist painter Claude Monet created around the end of the 19th century at his house in Giverny. She's updated and re-released the beautiful photo-filled book she compiled to convey how Monet created his gardens as a work of art in themselves. It's also where you can experience his famous water lilies in person. Her book is called Monet's Passion, Ideas, Inspiration, and Insights from the Painter's Gardens. Elizabeth, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Anybody who loves art knows Impressionism, and when you say Impressionism, you think Claude Monet. Set up the garden. What is it with the great painter having his own garden to help inspire his art? His garden was both a sanctuary for him and his family and a place that became his biggest inspiration. And he lived there in Giverny, a little village, for 43 years. And he started to create this garden for his own pleasure and delight and then realized it had everything he needed to paint. He didn't have to travel outside of it any longer as he was aging and all these other political things and wars were happening. So here is a garden of great beauty that nourished him, inspired him, and he organized the colors and plants and reflections so that it was something he could be inspired to paint each day. So he spent his last 43 years there. He died in 1926. Today, nearly 100 years after his death, we can go there and enjoy the gardening wizardry of this great painter (laughs) because he painted and he planted, and it comes together. Now, you visited back in 1984... Reading your book, it's just an amazing story. Tell us how you first met Giverny and then why that changed your life. Well, I've always been a painter and a gardener. And when I went there, I literally got a lump in my throat. I had fallen in love. I thought, more than anything, I want to know this garden intimately. And the best way to know a garden is to work in it. So I had a French friend with me, and I didn't speak French, and she helped me meet one of the gardeners who said, oh, you must go and speak to Monsieur Vanderkamp and ask if you can work here. And I thought, you know what? I live in Carmel, California. I have a great house and nine people working for me. I was a professional gardener, but I'm willing to give that up in order to work for free. And it has been something that has enriched my life. So wait a minute. And About 30 years ago, you were traveling around yes. and you were visiting gardens all over Europe. You've seen a lot of great yes. gardens. You're a professional gardener with your own staff. You went to Giverny, yes. two hours west of Paris, and you were so impacted by that that you went home, quit your job, and moved to France and volunteered for nearly a year. Yes, that's right. And I didn't speak French. I'm not a gardener, but I go to these great gardens in Europe, and I love them. They just are delights. Mm -hmm. How was Giverny a step above all of those? Well, it was a step into my heart. That was it. It wasn't that it was grander by any means, but I love Monet as an artist. And so this is like a living painting. And I felt, like many people who visit, the spirit of Monet. Hmm. So when you feel the spirit of someone you love and admire... And then you get to see some of the ideas and where he lived. You really feel his presence. Hmm. And that's really what I fell in love with. And so you have a great painter who knew light. His his biggest emphasis was painting light and Hmm. all the shades of color. 
So instead of just organizing a bouquet or organizing a still life, he organized a whole garden that would have the colors that sang for him with his kind of color sensitivity and rules of color. Now, this is interesting, Elizabeth. You're talking about light. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole rallying cry of the Impressionist movement was for the artists to get out of the studio and into the light. And they would set up their easels out in nature. And then they would grab the light. And and these artists like Monet would famously paint the facade of a church at different times of day. And for them, it wasn't the same subject. It was a completely different subject because the light and the shadow would play on the physical object differently at different times of day. And this is sort of the essence of Impressionism, isn't it? It's capturing the light and the reflections and the shadows. Exactly. The impression of that moment Hmm. gave its name Impressionism. It's one thing to have it on a building, which Monet did the incredible ones of the cathedral in Rouen, but then you have it of living textural plants that are going to change with the light, and they have their own vibration. As an artist and a gardener, Elizabeth, you could sit in Monet's garden, and would you appreciate the different times of day? Would you enjoy that dimension of it? So as a sightseer, we can go in the morning and we can go out for lunch and take a walk and come back in the afternoon. And artistically, it's a different garden. Absolutely. And then it might rain. You might have pouring rain, bring an umbrella, and then the rain will break and you'll have gray clouds and everything will be all shiny and sparkly. Or you might be there for early dew or you might be there for a little frost. The seasons completely change the colors. Ah, it's just, it's carbonating the whole experience by appreciating this extra dimension. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're speaking with Elizabeth Murray, and Elizabeth writes a book called Monet's Passion. And if you're passionate about Monet, this book takes you right into it. Monet's Passion, Ideas, Inspiration, and Insights from the Painter's Gardens. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Kristen's on the line in Delray Beach, Florida. Kristen, thanks for your call. Nice to talk to you, Rick. I'm so excited to hear what Elizabeth is saying about Monet's gardens because for me, two Mays ago when we went to Paris, my husband and I took the train to Giverny and loved it. It was the first time that we had gone. I'm a photographer, and I it, it was splendid. We had a pretty rainy stay for most of our time in Paris, but the day opened up when we went to Giverny, mm-hmm. and it was one of those days where the sun was not shining brightly, but it was light. It was perfect for mm. photography, and I loved it. And what Elizabeth was saying about the different textures and the different colors for the different seasons was so true because the lilies were not in bloom in May, but still the way the banks of the pond were planted, there were wonderful reflections in the water. And there were, there were areas that were all blues and purple flowers and then there were areas that were all yellows and oranges. It was splendid. And the, and the wisteria on the Japanese bridge, it was just a very exciting time. And you need to be tuned in to those beyond the physical features sort of dimension of what you're looking at, don't you? You need to be looking at the glimmer and the shadow. And, absolutely, and, and the absolutely. Reflections. And um, it's nice there, webpage lists of flowers that you can expect to have uh, blooming in the different seasons. I found that a wonderful help. So, Elizabeth, you've been there over 30 years, many, many times. What is your recommendation to enjoy the garden the most? Is there a season or a time of day, or is it just the variety? 
Well, I love May. May and June are incredible, although they tend to get a little more crowded. And I also love the late summer, early autumn, like September and the first couple of weeks of October, Mm -hmm. because the garden has gone wild and Mm. the whole scale and the color scheme of the garden is very different. It's more messy, but huge with dahlias and sunflowers and purple asters. And the nasturtiums have covered the Mm. Grand Allee and the roses are covering. As the caller mentioned, it's the spring, you know, when you see the roses and wisteria and irises. And then about June or July is when the water lilies start to open, and they're really lovely. Ah, it sounds like there's many times you can go. Kristen, did you go to the Orangerie in Paris as a sort of a prep? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. All absolutely. right, yes. You know, that's what's so important is to remember that in Paris, you've got the Orangerie. There's lots of great impressionism in Paris, but the Orangerie was designed by Monet to house his great, great collection of canvases, the water lilies, and all that comes right out of Giverny. And I understand, Elizabeth, that the gift shop at Giverny was actually his studio, and you can imagine Monet there with his big canvases where they sell all the gifts and the posters today. It's an incredible building, like a huge, Mm -hmm. huge barn with big skylights that he had transparent kind of special curtains on that he could adjust the light. And those panels were so enormous. Each one is maybe 30 feet long, mm-hmm. and they all join together nice. to cover the walls in two curved rooms. It's an amazing experience. Oh, it is. It was so ahead of its time. And the experience is to walk inside the pond and look around you mm. and see the light changing. And that was his gift to Paris. He called it his bouquet to Paris. And it's a shame to miss that when we visit. Now, Kristen, thanks for your call. Thank you. It's nice to talk to you. Nice to hear this. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Elizabeth Murray. Her book is Monet's Passion, and it's all about uh, the Garden of Giverny and the great painter who was also a great gardener. In your book, you wrote, we need to take time to introduce each generation to art and to nature. Why is that important, and how is your work at Giverny part of that mission? Well, I think it brings art and nature, nature through the garden together, And I think it's important because it ignites our imagination and creativity and our recommitment to nature and to beauty and renewal, and it connects us all. In so many ways, if you love art and you go to Giverny, you realize you love nature also. It's a beautiful coming together of two fundamental aspects of our lives here. Elizabeth Marie, thank you so much, and uh, congratulations on a beautiful book. Thank you so much. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through France and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of Paris and the south of France, Paris and the heart of France, Paris by itself, and the villages and vineyards of eastern France. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.